Welcome to FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's only fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines, along with Kevin Watt and Zach Newfield. We're brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. With the approach of the dark season, now's the time to shed some light on your past season and start planning. TriJoy can help. Let's have a chat, look at those results, set some brand new goals, and work to achieve them. See the TriJoy link on the FitSpeak homepage. We're also brought to you by Wenting Cycling Mission. Here is your Wenting's Word of the Week. It is cross. Once again, the Wenting's Word of the Week is cross. Mention that word to the staff the next time you are at Wenting's and you'll win a prize. It's just that easy. One more time, your Wenting's Word of the Week is cross. On our program, Between the Ears with Zach Neufeld, Zach explains how to sow victory from the ashes of defeat. Kevin Watt is back with his shout-outs, and we'll have part three of our series with first-time Ironman athlete Jen Burns. We'll check in with Jen to see how her training is going. And here we are all together again, Zach Neufeld, Kevin Watt, and myself all ready to bring you FitSpeak 49 from our home studios in Mission. Uh, it's an above average fall evening here in the Fraser Valley. The rain seems to have stopped for the while. We have a full moon, but my, what an amazing fall it's been so far, an exceptional October. Kevin Watt, you've been riding your bike? I've been, I've been riding out on the dikes lately. Typic now, when you say the dikes, where are those? Uh, I usually hit the bike, the uh, the dikes out in Pit Meadows. I'm in uh, you know that area, so I'll just shoot out on the dikes after work um, in the evenings, of course, with my light and uh, ride out towards Pit Lake. And I can usually peel off about oh 60 kilometers um, just riding out on the dikes, and then I come home and then I feel good again. Oh, speaking of riding, mm -hmm. I did see Jeff Orham out on the bike. I believe it was on Saturday on Low Heat Highway, sporting Phoenix Velo. So to well, what's Jeff, he, what's he riding his bike for? Time trial season's over. I am, well, I'm sure he's full of energy. He has no. to get out there and <laughs> blow some steam off. What about you, Zach? What have you been doing? I've been gearing into the off season these days. Running is one of my favorite sports out of the three since I'm a triathlete. And with the weather getting darker, I've been planning ahead for some of the future races I'm going to be doing. Um, first one on my race roaster is uh, Doric Half out in Vancouver, so that's mm -hmm. going to be a lot of fun. Mitchell Hudson. So, yeah. and then after that, I've got the first half uh, next year. That was one of my favorites from, I did that one last year and had a pretty good time. I love the course out there. And then after that, I'm gearing up for the BMO Marathon. Wow. So I'm trying the marathon mentally again. preparing myself as we speak. Oh my goodness. <laughs> good job. The marathon again. Uh, any of you guys get a chance to watch the television or the internet for the Ironman World Championships in Kona a couple of weeks ago? No, I missed that, unfortunately. It was an all-day event. Uh, Zach, were you there for... Actually, no, you would have been uh, busy right about the time they were racing. One of the three sporting events I've watched in a year. I watched the Super Bowl, I watched the Grey Cup, and I watched the Ironman World Championships. And uh, like I was saying to Alistair Kielty, the guy who's running the Mission Half Marathon this weekend at the Mission Speedway, you can still enter, by the way, check the website. Um, but what we were talking about was the amazing coverage of it. It was brought to us by some big old uh, internet company called Amazon. I guess many people have heard that. 
and they telecast it across the world on Facebook. And uh, the streaming quality was exceptional. There wasn't too many pauses. The people who were doing the commentary were very, very good. And uh, the overall, you know, scuttlebutt for the broadcast itself was very positive. So it was a, a neat thing to see. And of course, world records were set that day. Uh, Patrick Longa from Germany going nine minutes or so, maybe 10 minutes faster than ever before in Kona. Kona rather setting the world record now there for a time of 7.51. And Deanna Ella Reef setting the female record and just cycling as fast as some of the fastest men pros. Her run wasn't as fast, but uh, her cycling was just phenomenal, which I guess happens when you get stung by a jellyfish in the swim. So uh, she was inspired and motivated, and she really chewed up the field. But uh, once again, a German at the top of the podium in Kona. Well, Kevin, we've got a special guest on Fitzbeak tonight. Ordinarily, what we do is have a, a separate section for shout-outs, but Kevin Watt has been busy compiling his list. He's got some interesting people and some people in this room. Yes, we do. We do on this full moon evening. Um, we're going to do quick shout outs. Uh, what we are going to do is we're going to wish Megan Hacknin, who he, we had on last week, best of luck coming up this Saturday. She's going to be heading out onto her bike down in Southern California to go out and destroy the 24-hour world time trial on her bike. you got to give it up for anybody who's going to go um, lay waste to a 24-hour uh, time trial. So, and, and word is, she's not only using her clipless pedals; she is using her arrow bars. Actually, yeah, you're right. And she just uh, she messaged me just recently. I think it was earlier. She said that uh, all of her training rides were exceptional. She's feeling good, strong, and confident. So uh, we'll have her back on the podcast, and we'll pick her head. And any of you ladies or uh, gentlemen out there who um, were interested in long distance cycling, you know, reach out to us if you have some questions fire away we'll have them answered for you and uh we'll get that done in the next week or so uh the next shout out is going to go to uh, fitspeak's very own zach newfeld on saturday uh we're really proud of him here at fitspeak um on saturday he went out and he crushed the vert killer in abbotsford <laughs> he placed he placed third place and uh we're just you know we want to give a shout out to him we're going to um ask him a few questions right now we're going to peel back the layers. We know his competition is going to be listening. We are going to expose him for what he's worth. We're going to force him into having to train harder and faster. So maybe one day eventually he's going to beat Nathan Killam. Congratulations. We're, we're happy. We're proud of you for your success. We've got a couple Thank of you. questions for you. You ran a third place. Talk to me. What kind of time did you run there? Yes, I did. It was I did an hour and fifty-seven minutes. Okay, so, and so how many? How long was the distance? The distance was a sixteen-k trail run on Sumas Mountain area. I usually do ten k's or half marathons, but a sixteen k is a little different. So I was okay. I was excited to do that distance and see what pacing mm -hmm. looked like. What was the course like? Yeah. Elevation, um, terrain. What kind of shoes were you wearing? Um, okay, so I just wore my road shoes. I have okay. some. Uh, New Balance shoes I bought. They're okay. on sale. Yep. Um, <laughs> okay, great. Just wore those. Basically, I didn't have any trail running shoes. I, I kind of lucked out there. I won second place in the male category, and then that ended up getting me some trail running shoes. I got. I won some Columbia Montreals, which was which was awesome. So that'll set you up for next year or yeah. anytime sooner for uh, trail running 
it threw a lot of obstacles my way, which was a lot of fun actually, because mm -hmm. it keeps you on your toes, mm -hmm. literally. Mm -hmm. um, the race started off down in the quarry area there, mm -hmm. so it was absolutely gorgeous. We had some fog there, the beautiful sunrise got us running up the hill there and then into the trail, so we had already kind of established uh, one after the other, kind of like uh, we were all lined up there, so I didn't have to pass too many people off the bat down the really thin trail there. Yeah, it was a good race. Um, we ran up to Chadsey Lake, up to a nice little viewpoint there, said hi to the volunteers, said a few thank yous, and then ran down, down the hill. How was the weather? That was absolutely gorgeous. Did you hit any low points during the run? I decided, I've been reading a book called uh, I'm Here to Win by Chris McCormack. Actually, I've been drawing on that for a lot of the FitSpeak posts I've been, uh, talks I've been doing. And um, I relied on what he did in some of his races, actually. He had a reason for running and he ran positively. He ran for other people. So I had a couple of people in my head while I was racing and just kept them in mind. And when I started feeling sorry for myself, I started thinking about them and that really carried me back down the hill to the finish line. Kind of took me beyond myself. Uh, any names you'd like to drop that were uh, keeping you humble and... Um, the competitors or people I was running for, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. um, competitors, I, I didn't know much of the competition at the time. I actually kind of wished I could see more of my competition so I could chase them down. And, and, and getting there to the end of the race, I, I did see one person who I was gaining on, but then he took off on me. So that gave me a little bit more motivation to push a little bit harder. I ended up catching him, move up from, I didn't know I was in third place at the time, but I moved up to second place. So so who were the who were the people that you were running for that, that were keeping you motivated? Oh, I've got a, I work as a community healthcare worker in Chilliwack and I've got a client out there who's uh, disabled so I kept him in mind because I know he's not able to run um, and then I also ran for my girlfriend too because I knew she was going to be at the finish line with a kiss for me so. Nice, well that's one way. <laughs> can, can she run? Oh man, she can. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that, she's, she's, she's pushing four, four minute kilometers yeah. more right she's under yeah. four minutes a kilometer at the track now which is yeah. really exciting to yeah, see. yeah that's that's brilliant how did it feel to cross the line and find that out oh it felt phenomenal i'm in past races I, this is actually i think this is a, it's actually a third but it's a first for me having been on the podium overall and that's mm -hmm. a new feeling for me and it's one that i really want to keep feeding so coming up into future races, that's definitely something I'll be hunting down. So let's just go backwards a little bit here. Uh, leading up to your third place finish, tell us uh, your nutrition plan. Um, every morning before a long run or a race, I usually just have some oatmeal. So I did that, um, had a banana. And then on race day, I, I actually I was just winging it where the aid station was, filled up again on F2C and ran down. That was good for me. So speaking of impressive times, I know Zach has been putting together a list of not only himself, but the also uh, the other big winners at the Valley Verticular held over the weekend. Zach, take it away. The 16 kilometer distance uh, male division, we've got Bennett Jignac, and he finished in an hour and 40, sec uh, 40 minutes. In second place was myself in an hour and 57 minutes. And in third place was Nathan Peters in an hour and 57 minutes. In the female category, it was Brooke Spence taking first in an hour 49. Uh, second place was taken by Jennifer McKenkie in two hours and seven minutes. And then Carrie McKenzie finished in two hours and seven minutes. In the 25K, in the male division, Brendan Hunt stole gold in two hours and 32 minutes followed by Jody Dalk in 2 hours and 32 minutes, 
and then James Telke finished in two hours and 36 minutes. For the females, gold was, was two hours and 44 minutes, and that was Derry Bikai Standrick. Hopefully I got that name right. Uh, second place was Kat Drew in two hours and 48 minutes. And a little ways back was Alicia, Wood, Alicia Woodside in three hours and eight minutes. And just one last thing here, Zach, um, before we... Uh, were you... This is the most important question, too, because we are just chatting about people who host events and are a part of this sort of stuff. Were you able to thank your volunteers? Yeah, I had a couple uh, volunteers I said thank you to. Um, they definitely make the race a more positive experience, especially when they're as excited as we are. Um, and they're not tired like we are, so drawing from their energy is definitely, definitely a positive. And welcome again to FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast as we continue our running segment with first-time Ironman competitor Jen Burns. Jen pulled the trigger. She is going to be part of the 2019 Ironman Whistler Triathlon that is happening in the month of July. We're speaking with Jen over the course of the next couple of months. Uh, she's going to give us some insights into her experiences in training and managing life and uh, a little bit of everything in between. So Jen, right now we're talking to you at the end of October. Tell us right now how many hours a week you're training. Um, currently, I'm probably doing two hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> so 14 hours already. Yeah, I like to train. So <laughs> I right now, I'm not putting a lot of um, time into all three sports, but I'm doing a little bit of weight training as well, trying to add that for the off-season, trying to get a little bit stronger, doing a little bit of yoga as well, and then course this swim, bike and run. So how many times are you doing the weight training and the yoga right now? I weight train about four days a week and I try to at least do one class, maybe two of yoga. Is that self-led considering you're a <laughs> yoga instructor? Um, yeah, I try to go to class because then I can just be lost, I guess, in the class. Or <laughs> yeah, just, just be, be a follower still, rather just be than... Follower. Mm. So, and then other times, yeah, I do a little bit on just on, on my own if I need to just squeeze it in if I can't get to a class. So you said one of the things you're doing right now in addition to the yoga is a bit of weight training. Can you give us any highlights from uh, what you're doing when you hit the gym and start pumping <laughs> the iron? Uh, I do about... 30 minutes usually I will do like today I did uh what did I do today I did back and biceps and then I always do a little bit about 10 minutes worth of core work as well um so I'm not I'm new to weightlifting so I I don't uh I don't lift really heavy mm -hmm. <laughs> right now but I do I'm focusing on my arms my back my chest and my legs and how's your body responding how long have you been doing it for is this uh, two weeks in it's uh, probably about three weeks in now mm -hmm. and yeah I was a little bit sore at first but now it's a little bit better I can see I'm improving I can lift a little bit heavier each week so not by much but you know <laughs> mm -hmm. five pounds instead of yeah lifting 15 pounds for my bicep curls instead of 10 now so yeah starting to get stronger you can see the improvement are you seeing any changes whether it's on the bike or in the swimming pool right now i definitely feel stronger in the pool How especially so? um i just feel my arms and my back are stronger and 
probably just tighter core. I've been trying to focus on my core. I've always had a pretty good core, but at least 10 minutes every day of, of core work or ab work. And I could just feel that um, tautness, I guess, mm. in, in the pool. And then on the bike, I feel a little bit strong. I do feel stronger with the uh, training on the bike. I've been doing more inside training work. Mm-hmm. And on the bike, when I'm on the bike, I've been doing um, some interval type work. So tell us about that in detail. What kind of intervals are you up to? Considering um, we're in August or August, there goes the summer. Well, it felt like August since October. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I don't know if interval is the right word, but it's mm. more high intensity. So okay. I've been last Tuesday. I went to Leanne's spin class. Mm-hmm. So um, I did that, and then I try to on Swift. I always try to find something that's you know, there's all these different workout programs. So I've been trying to follow, I was trying to follow a a week by week one that's already set up, but, um, sometimes my time doesn't allow me to do like the hour and a half on the Tuesday that it's telling Mm, me to do. So I just, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I try to pick what's going to work for me that day, but at least an hour on the bike and I try to make each workout worth it, I guess. Mm. I'm not just riding my bike. Just right, just to... not zoning out no. and whatever yeah. the heart rate is it is. Tell us now what you're most exciting, the, the workout that you enjoy the most out of all of them in the course of the week right now. That could change between <laughs> now and July. Um well, I'm, I consider myself a runner, so I always still love my running. And I, what workout is that? I know long runs are on Sundays. Yeah, long runs. Track workouts on Tuesdays. Which, yeah. which is your favorite? It's funny because I used to absolutely hate track workouts mm-hmm. and the speed um, element of it, but now I really am starting to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's maybe because I'm just getting um, a little bit better and my... My fitness is better. Pain threshold is increasing. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But I also like the long runs too because they're, I'm usually outside when I'm doing them. I don't do a lot of treadmill running. So I try to go outside. And for example, my husband and I, we just did the Vetter Trail on Sunday. And it was just such a beautiful fall day that I just love being outside. Yeah, it's pretty easy to get motivated when the leaves are falling and the air is clean and uh, just perfect running weather yeah it was nice it was actually almost too hot because it was 20 degrees <laughs> but it, it was you're gonna have to get used to yeah, 25 or 30 yeah. i know i like the heat but i was overdressed because we overdressed, had left the yeah. house at in the morning it was only five degrees but oh, by the okay. time we actually started running it was 20 and so yeah, yeah. a little bit overcooked or overdressed yeah. we should say now, one of the things that you were talking about on the previous uh, Jen Burn segment was the fact that you had some pretty good success when you did your 70.3 race, and that was due to your nutrition. So I'm wondering, um, you were using exclusively liquid nutrition. What sort of things are you doing right now on the run for your nutrition on your long runs? Pretty much the same thing. I um, Give care- us details. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I drink, I put water, I use water, and I like to do a little bit of half and half of um, tailwind as well as F2C nutrition. And then um, I also take salt with me, basalt is the company so okay. it's electrolytes so does that it come comes in a in pill a little, or a tablet it comes or? in a little tube so oh. then you just lick your thumb kind of put your t- your your thumb over top of the the tube and then just lick it so it's 
right on the tongue right away. And is that what you were using in Whistler as yes. well? Okay. Well, yeah. it seems to be working yeah. for you. So keep rolling on that. A lot of people choose some running races in the fall to do. Are you one of those people? Uh, I had wanted to, but with our schedule, mm. I don't think it's going to work. I'm hoping somebody just mentioned one, um, I think the fall classic, November 25th, mm -hmm. which I'm going to look at because that possibly could work. But yeah. most of my weekends the, for the for November are pretty, pretty busy with family commitments. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I can actually race. I can get a training run in, but I don't right. know about the race. Yeah. And then ski season starts December 1st. So yeah. then <laughs> races are, are pretty much out. <laughs> All those races that don't involve strapping on skis and going down a mountain at a obscene rate of yeah. speed are off the books. So tell us, what is the next race you're signed up for then? Is it Whistler or is it something between now and then? Uh, I have signed up officially for, I'm doing uh, the Victoria Half Iron 70.3 June 2nd. Okay. And that's the only thing I've committed to, but I probably will do the um, BMO half marathon. I've always done run for water in Abbotsford, uh, which is our local run. I've always done that. So I will do that run. I just don't know what distance yet. Okay. Um, and I'm hoping to maybe pick one in February, just depending on my son's ski schedule. So mm -hmm. I have to... I guess I have to look at that and choose. But either probably the Pacific first half, which I did last year and really liked it. Yes. Um, or the Langley, I think, historic half. Fort Langley Fort half Langley. in yes. February as well. Yeah. So yeah. tell us about the dark side. So we're getting into, we're almost ready to roll back the clocks or forward. At any rate, we're losing that nice extra hour of sunlight that we're being... Uh, have been getting for the past, I don't know, eight or nine months. Um, where's your motivation at right now? It's pretty, I know it's pretty high because I just, well, Kona, of course, was just on. So I watched that for the week, all of the highlights and then the race. And so, I mean, that's motivation itself. <laughs> Tell us uh, what parts of the race you were impressed with. Uh, I know a lot of people watched it. A lot of people were heartbroken as to how uh, certain Canadian did on the race. But tell us from your perspective, what did you think of the race? Any surprises? What made you happy? What made you sad? What maybe perhaps raised some questions for you? Well, I was cheering for all of the Canadians, of course, that I that I know and some of the local uh, pros that were there. Of course, Lionel, I was, you know, sad for him because I knew he was mm. training so hard. So, yeah, I mean, that was disappointing. And for him, it was for me, but... That's okay. I know he'll 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 be back there next year. Probably one of my favorites, of course, well, was watching Patrick Lange with his run. I mean, it was just amazing how fast he he goes, and then just going through the aid stations, and that that one time he was just <laughs> taking sponges out, Everything. putting them in, yeah. and drinking Coke, and taking the whole two liter, and <laughs> how he, it was hilarious. he managed to run with all that crap on yeah. his body at that rate of speed is it, just, it was that, just that to me is the freaky thing i mean yeah running 10 miles per hour for you know two and a half hours yeah. after you've biked you know for 180 in in the heat but the sponges the coca-cola <laughs> the whatever else he was putting into he was just his, moving through yeah. so quick it's mm -hmm. just it was just fun to watch yeah. and then of course i'm coming through the finish and then yeah. proposing yeah um daniela reef um and then probably one of my favorites was i uh matt uh 
Matt Russell, mm. the pro yes, that was really. in an accident during the race last year. Absolutely. I followed him a little bit through the year, and then he also raced in Whistler, where he came, when I did my half, he did the full, and he came third. And then he's been doing really well coming third, I think, in a few races. And mm-hmm. then for him to, um, you know, all he wanted to do was just do the course this year and then he ended up in the top 10 i think he was sixth yeah he's done better than any american has in the past you know four or five years since lieto back i guess that would have been you know 2014 or so so that was that was a happy moment just to see him do so well and just knowing what he's probably gone through and the emotions it was that was exciting him and tim don as well Um, yeah both both overcoming adversity in a big way yeah so and there's others too i mean there's you know i liked the yeah i follow quite a few of the pros so Mm -hmm. just watching them all (laughs) one thing you and i won't have to worry about however when we do swim in alta lake no jellyfish no (laughs) i know yeah that's i was surprised at how many people even i was listening to another podcast today and they were saying that they even too like there's a lot of people that were stung by jellyfish that are not it's not in the news but there's Mm -hmm seems like hundreds of yeah. people. And when the lead woman, woman we should say, and Daniela Reef gets bitten before she even starts racing the thing and, yeah. you know, is pretty revved up during that swim, but uh, manages to overcome her own type of adversity, win the race, set a new race course record for the females. Mm-hmm. I don't think she proposed to anybody on no. the finish line, though. <laughs> Maybe that part's already been sewed up. Yeah. Now, tell us about uh, yourself, um, any injuries, any problems right now? I know we're still in early days, but how's the body holding out? Yeah, the body's feeling good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't have any injuries that I know of. <laughs> okay. You're taking care <laughs> of yourself. You're taking care of your family. Your family's taking care of you. Yeah. think the like for my challenge, if anything, maybe sometimes I do get tired. I don't think it's because I'm training too much. It's just sometimes lack of sleep. Lack of sleep. Yeah. We do. I sleep is really important to me, but, mm. uh, and I try to get a lot of it when I can, but we do have a son who's type one diabetic. So mm. he, um, you know, we don't have, a. how do I say it? it's, a, we usually have sleepless nights oh, Okay, gotcha. <laughs> or we get woken up mm. through the night. Uh-huh. So you never have a solid sleep. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Any opportunity to nap during the day? Or? Yes, I try to. Mm-hmm. And how's that working out for you? <laughs> it's good. Yeah. I mean, today I tried for, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of just closing your eyes for 15 minutes and mm. just just chill. Yeah. And then that works for me. So that's what I did today until my mom showed up at the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time for uh, the latest segment of Jen Burns, uh, Ironman in training for the Whistler race happening in July. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We'll check in again in maybe a few weeks. Okay, sounds good. And here's your Fitzpeak 49 upcoming event schedule. Let's start off by going west to Boundary Bay, where Mitchell Hudson's Tri-Events Group is putting on the 7th Annual Ronald McDonald House Fundraising Races. They have distances for everyone, all the way from a 5K to the marathon and everything in between. The date of the race is Sunday, November 4th. To sign up, point your browser to tryevents.ca. That's try with a Y, tryevents.ca. With the start of the dark season upon us in the Fraser Valley, it's time to start thinking about getting back into the swimming pool. 
And if you're doing laps, you might as well have some stroke correction and healthy competition as well. In mission, that means Ryan Clifton's Masters Swim Club sessions. They run at the Leisure Center on Tuesdays and Thursdays. With a low athlete to coach ratio, you can make sure that any stroke problems you have will be spotted and corrected. Head to the Mission Leisure Center's pool deck at 7.30 on Tuesday, November 6th. Once again, that's 7.30 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Finally, we want to tell you about the running bargain of the year. And of course, we're talking about the Abbotsford's Cross Country Ramble. It's a 6K trail race in Abbotsford and it's on Sunday, November 18th. They have a nice and civil start time. Check this out, 9.30. You'll even have enough time to race, cool down, change, and hit the Matsqui Cafe for breakfast, still be in time home for lunch. The cost for the Cross Country Ramble is $13. Even cheaper if you're a BC Athletics member. Go to penrun.ca for more information. That is penrun.ca. Just a reminder, if you have an event you'd like to mention, whether that's a race, a fitness course, a training group, this is the place to let the Valley know about it. Just leave us a comment on our website and we will be in touch with you. And that's your upcoming event schedule. In our athletic pursuits, whether it's racing or training, sometimes in spite of all our preparation and execution, things can still go wrong. As the great poet Robbie Burns wrote, the best laid schemes of mice and men. Gang after Glay. I'm Zach Newfeld, and this is Between the Ears. If you followed the Ironman World Championships earlier this month, you may have been surprised by Canadian triathlete Lionel Sanders. He placed second last year in Kona. This year, he's going for the win. However, despite being less overtrained than last year, he came in 30th this year. In a humbling post race interview, he said it was the weakest he's ever felt in athletic competition. This was because he made big changes in his diet and bike positioning without a coach or advisor this season. Seeing through his old confidence and tearing and tearing up, Lionel Sanders said, I have to change. It's going to take change for me. And it's going to take some time for me to come to terms with it. He also mentioned that he needed a coach with many years of experience so that he could trust him and an advisor for overarching problems that he's committing. I don't want to keep making these big mistakes, he croaked. When I have all these people on my team believing in me, I've got to stop shooting myself in the foot. I'm going to finish what I effing started, and I'm ready to change and to listen. There's a downside to perceiving that we're succeeding. Often when we're busy experiencing success, we're not aware of how to skillfully improve. It turns out, ignorance isn't bliss. In this episode of Between the Ears, we're examining how two-time Ironman world champion Chris McCormack sowed the seeds of victory from the ashes of failure. In I'm Here to Win, McCormack said he hacked the Ironman world championships for his second win in 2010. It was about analyzing and tweaking his race, not about making big changes like Lionel Sanders did this year at Kona. McCormack broke his race down and found the missing piece. Before his unprecedented comeback in 2010, He did some intense strategic reflection. He said ego prevents many great pros from being better because they want to please themselves all the time. People don't cheer us because of our weaknesses, he said. And those overlooked weaknesses are where the potential for improvement is. McCormack probably owed his 2010 win to being open with himself and with others. Don't lie to the person in the mirror, he says, in I'm here to win. You're the one who's going to show up at the water's edge unprepared if you don't figure out what you're doing wrong. At the beginning of each season, McCormack would have a barbecue at home. 
he and his team would sit down and dissect his performance. That's when the honesty came up. He had to listen to what they said because he wanted to know how to improve. There was friction with absolute honesty, but he wanted to benefit from it. He had to accept it as part of the price for winning. McCormack revealed that even though it was tough sitting around a table with four people telling him what he's doing wrong, we need people who don't judge and don't bring their own agendas. That's why McCormack said the single most important choice an athlete can make is who his coach is. And brilliant coaches are brilliant communicators. In the book, Crucial Conversations, safe and effective communication of critical information was the primary indicator of success. In a study of 2,200 projects and programs, the researchers predicted with 90% accuracy which projects would fail. The predictor was whether or not people fell silent or held crucial conversations to get relevant information into the open. Project success depended on willingness and ability to speak up about crucial topics. In a more relational context, the American psychotherapist Carl Rogers found that full awareness of yourself is how you realize what you actually are and become the best you can be. Awareness and acceptance of your experience as a whole, the good and the bad, can be a painful process. But Rogers says it's worthwhile to come to know yourself as you actually are, realizing late in his career that it's truly safe to be what you actually are. Lionel Sanders opened up about his humbling experience in Hawaii. Perhaps he learned more than Patrick Longa, the winner, we also learned from Chris McCormack how to be critical and open. Research showed that crucial conversations are necessary for success, and Carl Rogers pointed out that full awareness of ourselves, even the bad parts, can and should be achieved. We too can sow the seeds of success in the ashes of failure. For Between the Ears, I'm Zach Newfeld. And that's it for another edition of FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's only fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. FitSpeak is brought to you by Wentings in Mission. Your Wentings word of the week is cross. And also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. Take your first step to the finish line by starting with TriJoy. Check the bottom of the page to get things rolling. Be listening next time when Kevin Watt will be back for social media shoutouts. Zach Newfeld is here for Between the Ears, and I'll have another look at the upcoming event schedule. For all of us at Fitspeak, I am Kevin Hines. Thanks for listening. <laughs>